Greetings. This is Julia. Can you hear me? I can hear you. This is Marla. Hey, where's Kelly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I sent her the link. Okay. Hold on. Mine just popped up automatically. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it should. Okay. And it it went to her, so she's probably trying to get logged in. So we'll see. Get back to you. So while we're waiting on her, so um, Julia, welcome to your first podcast with us. It's going to be very exciting. Um, a couple of things that Kelly and I, which you've probably recognized, we're trying to work on like saying each other's names to, to kind of differentiate between our voices because we all do sound so much alike with our little high pitch girly voices. So <clears throat> just be mindful of that. And I'm excited about what we're going to do and what we're going to say. Cause you know, she came up with the topic Kelly did and I like a lot of her notes. Oh, I like all of her notes actually. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way, but I like, I like her notes and I like that she came up with this topic and she is not getting on here. <laughs> so I we need that. Do, let do it again. Me messenger. Where are you? Hello? Anybody there? <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited about what we're doing, and um, I'm excited about the topic as well. I looked over the... Oh, yay! Can you hear Hello? us? Hello? Yeah! Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yay! Well, technical difficulties there. We're good. We're good now. Hi, Kelly Belly. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome to our conversation. I'm I'm happy to join. I'm proud and honored to join. Oh my goodness. Okay, so how do we want to start this one then? Kelly, uh, Kelly you proposed the thought and idea of discussing waiting upon the Lord. And so I know that can take on many different avenues and... Um, I thought it would be cool to just, you know, first of all, us all three, once again, introduce ourselves. Yeah. Then um, just kind of let you set up the conversation because you're really good at, at that. And um, that's starting to kind of become a natural flow, it feels like, for <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think um, who, who wants to introduce the actual podcast itself? Um, I can do it. Okay. Okay. So welcome to podcast number three for Salt and Light Sisterhood. Today uh, on this podcast is myself, Marla, and with me is Kelly. Hi. And Julia. Hello. Uh, <laughs> who has not joined us yet. So this is fun that all three of us are on here. So I really hope we can um, not confuse everybody because we sound so much alike. Um, so. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about waiting on the Lord, and what we are trying to accomplish with our podcast is taking a topic that is just something we think about and we deal with and struggle with, and 
the Lord has brought to our attention through reading his word or, you know, whatever the situation is. And we want to discuss it as friends and as sisters and hopes that this will help enlighten um, somebody else's heart and help encourage somebody else. So, Kelly, do you want to go ahead and set us up? Yeah, definitely. So this is a topic that I know we have talked about a lot in the past and certainly something that I've journaled about frequently, um, waiting on the Lord. And so one of the scriptures that I found from my journal, and this is an entry from, I would say, probably mm, close to two years ago, is from Psalm 34, and it's verses four through five. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Mm. So even though the scripture doesn't actually say waiting on the Lord, it's talking about seeking the Lord and the Lord answering and delivering us from our fears. And I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that when I have sought the Lord with all my heart and soul, prayed about a situation, whether it be something good, something bad. There's always a period of time that comes uh, before there's an answer, before there's a prompting or something that moves us forward. So waiting on the Lord, one of the questions that I thought that we could like talk about was what, what has that meant for us? And do we have any specific experiences we want to share about a time where we waited on the Lord and, and what that looked like and how it sort of evolved and, and maybe even looking back years later and saying, I remember this time and I remember waiting and praying diligently and, you know, my prayers were answered. Julia, do you have any, any thoughts on that or any specific stories or anything about that? Um, I feel like not like stories from my past that come to mind, but I was looking through some of the scriptures that we were, that you shared with us. And, um, I just started making some notes and, um, really, I think that I'm, that really all of us are kind of in a season of, um, a new revelation and God taking us to a new place of understanding and learning who he is. And, um, the theme that I kept seeing over and over, and it's something that we've been talking about a lot lately is trust. And I love some of the definitions that you shared with us. And I, I will probably get the origins wrong, but I just made some quick notes. Um, but to bind together as in twisting, uh, twisting the strands of rope, um, to look patiently, to hope, expect, look eagerly. Yes. Uh, I kept coming back to trust or to wait and hope to even grow silent and rest. And I feel like I'm in a place of, really um having the veil pulled back I think yes as we press into him and are able to see more of who he is that allows us once we start knowing and understanding who he is and who we are in him um I feel like once we know that we understand the purpose of the waiting and I feel like the waiting is, it's multifaceted just based on those definitions that, that I just read, but it's even an active process. And, you know, you were talking about how it requires that passage of time and how we often think about things here in our natural time and rather than on kingdom time, 
you right. know, and how we can't really grasp always that um, concept that, you know, God's obviously God's timing, you know, we all hear that his time is perfect and his timing is not our timing, but I feel like it's waiting is a place of refining, you know, and it says that um, strength will come to those who wait on the Lord. As we wait on the Lord, we're being strengthened. We're being renewed and refined with, with his strength. And I think that was just a beautiful thing that I was just pondering on as I was going through some of the notes. And um, I think, again, it just goes back to trusting in who he is. And that's when we're, I think that we feel a little more um, comfortable in the waiting and assured because we are so confident in who he is. You know, I've been, we've been reading in Daniel and that's one thing that I see consistently is that he is so sure of who his God is. He is so confident in who his God is, who his father is, that he does not waver. He, at least in the chapters that I've gotten to so far, he's unwavering in his commitment. And that's from having a relationship and knowing God intimately. So there, I think that we better understand the waiting and we even respect the waiting at that point. And we understand, okay, I'm not where I want to be. This hasn't happened when I want it to happen, God, but I know that your purposes are for my benefit. You have a plan for me. You never forsake me. You never leave me without the things that I need. And um, yeah, that's what I'm learning. That's where I am right now. <laughs> I didn't mean to take over, but that's, that's what's coming out of me right now. That's no, good. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Especially the points you're making about trusting the Lord. Um, I hundred percent agree with you. Um, it is about trusting him and we can't trust him until we know him. And I think that's the beautiful point that the three of us have really begun to learn about God. What were you saying, Marla? I was agreeing that, um, I really liked what Julia had to say. And, and I feel like it really already speaks to a lot of what we're, all three are learning. Mm -hmm. And I thought of Daniel too, when I started going through the verses that you sent us and the notes that you sent us, Kelly. And I thought, you know, I've, I've only gotten to chapter one. I know you started a little bit ahead of us, Julia. So I'm not sure what chapter you're on, but just right off the bat, I noticed in Daniel, right there he is. They're waiting. They're waiting for 10 days and he's confident in it. Like I, I know myself and at times where I had the opportunity to say, well, I'm going to do this and, and, and the Lord will prove and I chicken out, Yes, you know, but he's brave and he's confident in God. And he says, well, we'll just wait these 10 days and, and see, I'll prove to you that we'll be better. God will prove to you that we will be stronger by eating vegetables and drinking water. I was going to say, give a little of that backstory for anybody that hasn't read Daniel, because I know until Julia brought it to the, to our attention, I don't think I've ever sat and read through the book of Daniel. So I'm getting a lot from it too. Yes. Well, just right off the bat, um, chapter one, it gives you a little bit of the history of how, um, Judah has been, um, invaded and so the Israelites of the tribe of Judah, which would make them Jews, uh, you know, they're captured and, or well, they're plundered, I guess, from what I understand. And so then he bring the king requests that men, um, strong, handsome men be brought to attend to him. And I assume that means 
I guess be like a secret service almost would be, you know, or advisors, you know, like military advisors and protectors of the king. And so he's going to bestow upon Daniel and um, the three others um, all this wonderful food and wine and just, you know, take good care of them. And they're to, to become fit for three years. But Daniel knows because of his commitment to God and his um, relationship to God, because it would be very easy to look at it as religion. But to them, this was relationship. What they ate and drank, you know, how they, I sounded really country when I said that too, didn't I? What they ate and drank. Um, <laughs> um, you know, how they lived their life, their whole lifestyle. It was not religion. It was relationship with God. And they were adamant about it because they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was the only God that exists. So, um, you know, for them, that's, I think, where all a lot of his, all of his confidence that you were talking about, Julia, comes from is that relationship with him. And I know that's what we're trying to obtain here with salt and light is, and that's just what I want in, in my daily walk in general, you know, I want to be closer and closer. And I too feel like the veil is just being pulled down off my eyes. I mean, just as recently as this week, you know, and I'll be honest, when I first saw waiting on the Lord, I thought, well, gosh, that's not really on my heart right now. I don't, Lord, am I even going to be any good? Maybe it should just be Kelly and Julia that talk. And da, 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 da. But then as I started reading the scriptures, I was like, holy moly, this is so what I'm learning and going through right now, you know? So it's very timely. And I love that. I love that the Lord impressed it upon your heart, Kelly, and you went with it and you obeyed. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's something that I, I don't know a single believer that, that hasn't, you know, even if you can't come up with one specific event, we've all had to wait, whether we've realized it or not. And one of the cool things I was reading about on Bible.org, which is the link I sent you guys, was um, just like you said, Julia, that it's an active process. And mm-hmm. that, you know, when we say wait on the Lord, it's easy to say, well, we just go about our regular business and we just wait for him to hit us over the head with a two by four. But I think like you said, there's more to it than that. There's prayer, there's um, reading scripture and getting to know God better, understanding his promises, understanding his word. And that weight becomes a, a process of changing our characters, sculpting us, growing us in, in our closeness, our relationship with God. So I don't think at all. And I I don't think any of us do that the waiting process, the passage of time is simply the passage of time. And we just go about our daily lives. I think waiting is continuing to pray, following what the Holy spirit is laying on your heart for that day. Sometimes there's been times where I have cried out to God for something, especially when I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, crying out for healing of my anxiety. And then I remember one really special conversation I had with Marla once and this gosh was probably close to two years ago where Marla you were telling me that it was one of the first times you'd ever mentioned to me how in in a state of anxiety it causes you to cling closer to God so I noticed during that waiting period after you brought that to my attention to my heart I noticed that during that waiting period it got less scary and it got more relational 
it, mm-hmm. it became more about, okay, yes, I, I'm dealing with some bad anxiety right now and some things, a little bit of a storm, but I'm, I'm beginning to understand that it doesn't have to be just me sitting here shivering, waiting for something to change, yes. but it can be a precious time of closeness with my father. And it totally changed the game. I love that, Kelly. And I was just, before you said that, um, I was just thinking about how a lot of times when we're waiting, at least for me personally, I'm really focused on myself. You know, I'm really focused on what I want, what's not happening in my life. You know, woe is me. Why aren't I this? Why don't I have that? You know, what have you when really... I think that time of waiting is also for, you know, I mentioned, I feel like it's a time of refining. And I think the way that we do that is it's a discipline. Like waiting is a discipline. It's, it's reigning in our flesh and it's surrendering our flesh to Jesus and getting our eyes more on really on his will, his kingdom, the things of him instead of what we want, what we're looking for, what we have, what we don't have, you know, whatever the case may be for each individual. But I think that's part of the action that takes place in the waiting is, is really submitting our flesh and yes. ourselves in our daily dying to, okay, Jesus, whatever you have for me, I'm yours. My life is yours and your will be done you know, obviously seek you first, his kingdom and all these things, you know, and I feel like as I was looking through the notes and I was just making my own and I was just talking to um, a friend the other day about, we were talking about um, just where I am and he was like, well, what's one thing or what are a couple things or one thing in particular that you feel like still needs to come under the Lordship of Jesus? And obviously there's lots of things, but discipline was one of the ones that was really big for me. I feel like self-discipline because our flesh, I mean, will rule us if we let it, you know? So I feel like, um, when we get the focus off of ourselves and we truly submit and we die daily to him, then I think it just gives us a completely different perspective. And that gives him the ability to work his plan through us. I agree with that. And I feel like I can speak to that just this week alone. Um, because I could say these things, you know, Julia, we've talked about this in, in private conversation. I think I've talked to both of you individually about um, knowing these things that we're talking about, knowing what the, the right choice is, but not believing it. And so I'm on a huge learning curve right now of how to step out of the way and truly be submissive. And I think it, what we're talking about you know, how we apply that is how do we wait and what are we waiting on? And, you know, that goes back to our attitude and our choices of how we wait. And, and two, what are we waiting on? Like you said, you know, am I just waiting on, you know, I'm thinking about myself. I'm focused on me wanting what I want. Is that what I'm waiting on? Or am I waiting, waiting on the Lord to speak? And that was something that hit me out of all those verses. I only wrote down one (laughs) that really hit me and it was Habakkuk 2, 1. And I was going to read it if I can. Is it okay that I do that? Can I go? Do it. Go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's Because this makes so much sense to me because this is where I'm at. And I don't know who wrote Habakkuk. Bless his heart. If that was his name. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Poor thing. Poor Um, (laughs) Habby. Two, 
one says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart. And I will keep watch to see what he, capital H, will speak to me. And yeah. this is what got me. How and how I may reply when I am reproved. Well, I've been reproved this week. The <laughs> Lord has reproved, reproved me and rebuked me and opened my eyes to see that I'm not submissive. And I'm not submissive to him, truly. And I'm, I've been prideful in that. And... I've wanted to um, get in the way and I've waited in time, but I have not waited in attitude and with purpose and let self be refined. I mean, naturally some refining is going to take place. I mean, y'all think about my story with Brandon, you know, I waited 10 years for an answer. So yeah, a lot happened in those 10 years, but I had a crappy attitude. I was not nice. To my husband, my children during that time. And that's something that I'm, and I get it. It was hard, but that I don't want, that can't be the excuse. Um, I still waited. You know, yeah. I still waited on the Lord. I still cried out and said, Lord, when and why and how? Um, I could have waited so much better, but it wasn't time for that. Now is the time for me to learn that and to start living in it, which is my commitment. So. I love that. That that makes me think of the other scripture that I put, which was Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I think that goes along exactly with what you're saying. I mean, it sounds like when you first read that scripture, let us not become weary in doing good. Doing good is is relative. What does that mean? That could mean doing charity work. It could mean, you know, helping a neighbor with something. But sometimes doing good for today is just having a a better attitude and just a a joyful spirit. Doing good means what does the Lord want for us? Well, of course he wants us to help those around us. And that's, that's more if you read further into Galatians in that chapter. But it also means honoring him. And how do we honor him? We honor him with all the fruits of the spirit by being gentle, by being kind, faithful, trustworthy, all of those things. And those are the things that I've really been praying over, especially for the last, I want to say, you know, probably, probably since the beginning of the year, I've really been praying over the fruits of the spirit. Just gentle me, father, gentle, my tongue, gentle, my spirit. And I'm waiting for that. And I know that that's going to take probably the rest of my life. (laughs) <laughs> gentle me enough for to notice. <laughs> but I think that when we desire what God desires for us and we pray for those things and we wait for those things, I think he honors that. And that's what I'm hearing, Marla, when you're talking about making a commitment to, to waiting, not just the passage of time. You don't have a choice. Time will continue to march on. Yeah. But waiting actively. I think he's going to honor and bless that. Yes, I, I, I do too. I, and I've, I'm pretty sure we should know that he'll honor it, you know, and I, I, I hate that I don't have a, like a, a solid verse that says that, but I know that we read often throughout scripture that he is there with us when we call him and seek him, that he does show his, his face to us. And so, um, you know, back to, again, commitment and 
just stepping out of the way and having the right attitude is that's where that's where I want to be and and it, it I feel like it's going to grow my trust in him and my confidence because I want to be like Daniel where I'm like okay we're going to do it this way and you're going to see not because I'm awesome but because God's awesome so I want to be like a Noah I want to be yeah. somebody that builds this gigantic ark and just that I do big things for God, even though they seem crazy and they seem like, why would God want me to do this? I want to be somebody that has so much trust in God that even when he asks me to do something so bold and so strange that I don't question it. I do it because I know there's no other way. (laughs) Yes. That makes me think of a story that Beth Moore shared one time. Tell it. Um, yeah, it was so sweet. Um, and I don't know what study it was that it was in or anything like that. I just know I heard her talk about this crazy radical obedience <laughs> like you're talking about, Kelly. And she was in the airport and she was sitting there waiting on her flight. And an an older gentleman is wheeled up in a wheelchair and it's got his little backpack on the back of the wheelchair. And obviously somebody's with him um, that's like kind of escorting him or whatever and his hair is long and gray and it's just matted I mean it's just tangled it's just a tangled mess and she tells it that she heard the Lord say go over there and brush his hair oh and she thought what on earth I can't brush his hair like we just walk up to him and be like hair's a hot man you don't even say anything you just start brushing how weird would that be yeah like what lady what are you doing And so she struggled with it, if I remember her story correctly. And the Lord just kept telling her, go brush his hair. And so, sure enough, she walks over and she kneels down in her sweet little Beth Moore way and says, sir, I know you're going to think this is crazy, but the Lord has told me to brush your hair. And the he had a hairbrush in his backpack and he said yeah my, my hairbrush is there and and I think if I remember correctly he was he had been in like rehab or something and and like a rehabilitation for like physical and for sickness and he was headed home to see his wife and for whatever reason you know whoever he was with the care for his physical appearance had not been there and it became such a precious time for her to pray with him and to serve him and witness to him and to love on him but it was this yeah. radical go brush this stranger's hair. I love yeah. that. <laughs> it's an awesome yeah. story. I, I have it. kind of a story like that, but it doesn't end quite the same. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if I may just take a, a slight turn to the left. <laughs> I was with my... <laughs> we can always edit this out if we need to, but I, I feel very no, strongly about telling you this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Julia, that's gonna be you, girl. You're the technical oh, one. <laughs> Do Um, so yeah, I was at the grocery store. This was about a week ago with my husband, and he was for whatever reason. I don't know if he had pulled the car up or something, but I have a thing. When I see an elderly person, I automatically go, oh, and I assume they need me in their lives. <laughs> well, I live in Florida. There's a lot of elderly people here, and some of them do need me in their lives, and some of them sure don't. So I saw this sweet old man. He was walking with um, a limp, and he had a cane, and I was so worried about him. 
and I wanted to help him so bad. And I didn't catch up to him before he got to his car where he proceeded to open up the passenger side door and chew his wife out. (laughs) I don't even know what it was about, but I've never turned around faster in my life. And I thought (laughs) that is not a fragile old man that needs my help. I'm just going to (laughs) stop assuming (laughs) that everybody I see is sweet and gentle. Uh, And we've gotten way off topic and I helped with that (laughs) tremendously, but that's okay. That's all right. I love this story that Beth Moore um, that you told us that Beth Moore told. I love it. And even in times that I'm sure will be rejected, I want to be somebody that listens to that prompting and would be willing to go over and brush that man's hair. And I don't, I can't say that I would, I don't know that I would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she had to wait on the Lord. She did as well because she had to take the first step and then wait for him to really show himself up in, 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 in presence in that situation. And I think that's what I fear a lot of times. Like, am I just hearing this in my own head? And yeah, Lord, you know, what if I do make this decision and you're nowhere to be found, you know, and that's so prideful. Golly, I'm just hearing it while I'm saying it. Look, I mean, I'm just, it's just like, who am I, you know, to think that that's something I'm going to control. You know, Marla, I think that some of that comes from just our, as trying to break out of our religious background, you know, and trying to break free of that and trying to be cognizant of, because it's so easy for us in our flesh to be like, you know, I mean, just truly, honestly, it's so easy for us to get wrapped up in what we're doing, you know, and what, and maybe it's something that we want to do, or maybe we did make something up in our head or it's so easy for, for that, you know, but I feel like once you are truly seeking God and, you know, he knows that it's of a pure heart and a pure spirit, even if it wasn't necessarily his direct direction, I think that he will still honor that. You know, I think that he would still, that would, could still be a sweet outcome. You know, I mean, you've, when you're doing, when you're, obeying what you believe to be something that God called you to do. Obviously this can go in a completely different direction and we're not going to go in all the crazy things that it could go into. But, you know, I mean, if you had it on your heart to buy someone's dinner or leave an extra large tip or, you know, just, I don't know. I think that we need to give ourselves some grace on that is really where I'm going with that. I I agree too. Not question yeah. so much because my pastor said something the other day and I forget his exact wording, but it was something along the lines. And he's like, if you want to be an effective Christian, don't leave a tract on the table. When you go to the restaurant, leave a big tip. That's going to be more effective than you leaving a piece of paper or you what, you know, whatever, leaving a scripture behind, not that you couldn't leave a scripture and your tip, but love people in a way that they will receive it. Love people in a practical way. Yeah, I think when we're obedient to that, God will show up and, and people remember that that man will never forget that lady brushing his hair. Right. And the first come from that. Yes. And I agree. And, you know, and ultimately I feel like God is, is helping bring me more and more to places like that, where if it's good, you do it. It's of course it's all good things are from God. And so I've come a long way with that too, but you're right. It's breaking free of that religious bondage that I've always been in. I have to unlearn and relearn, you know, every day. And I know we've all discussed that as well for ourselves. Yes. 
You know, isn't there something in one of Paul's letters about being like the Jews or the Greeks, depending on who he was mm-hmm. ministering to or preaching to? I was looking for the scripture and I can't find it. But I agree. I 100% agree. Meet people where they are. Show with your actions that you love them. Um, not just how you were raised or, or you know... I don't know. I think so, so many times we get caught up in these like quasi spiritual Christian type phrases and, and behaviors Mm -hmm. that when you really start digging into the word, you don't find it. It's just something that, you know, it's a law that we came up with, you know, similar to what happened in the old Testament, we came up with laws and even in the New Testament, even after Jesus died on the cross for us and we came under the new covenant, we were still coming up with laws, things that we could and couldn't do in order to be purified for God. Totally mm-hmm. missing the point. Yes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't exactly know where I was going with that. But, but I do know that if you're not sure about something, if you've just heard it in church a million times or somebody came to you and said, you know, God won't give you anything that you can't handle. He'll never give you too much. To, I've never found that in the Bible anywhere. In fact, I find throughout the Bible that God gives us a lot of stuff that we can't handle alone so that we cry out to him exactly, yeah. and cling to him. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> I digress again. <laughs> it's all right. Church, we say it's a big part of who we are and we have to learn what's, what's truth and, and fiction. And <clears throat> that's, again why we're here and why we're doing this because we want to sharpen each other and we want to hold each other accountable and bring questions like this to the table. I love this. I wouldn't have thought of, of thinking about how I wait on him today. I wouldn't have thought of that. And so I appreciate you, like I said before, being obedient, Kelly. So I'm a uh, note taker. I just can't, I can't not take notes. Yes, I love it. Well, then do you have anything specific that you wanted to say about this that you haven't gotten a chance to say? Because I know I've rambled some. And Well, <laughs> I think I really loved the um, the Hebrew words. I thought for sure, Marla, you would grab those and run <laughs> down the road with joy, screaming them <laughs> to the world because of how much you love the Hebrew language and the culture. Yes. Um, I really love that. I I think that's, I always think it's interesting every time that you tell me, oh, that word comes from da da da, or this, you know, in Hebrew is this word. You've taught me so many different words. I thought that was neat. And it's not necessarily something that we have to go into, but I do for anybody that's listening that wants to hear a clear cut answer on how do we wait on the Lord? I would say pray every day. I think Julia, you hit such an important point about discipline, whatever that looks like for you. And I know that makes it sound like reading the Bible is a chore, but you know, to, to make good habits, you do have to have some discipline. And then I find that now that I have been reading the the Bible every day, I I look forward to it every day. It's not a habit anymore. Um, And I would say, look for ways to help others around you because like you Julia when I'm in the midst of something all I focus on is myself and we forget to realize there's this huge world around us there's so many people and sometimes that distraction of helping somebody else we learn so much from that and God blesses us so much through those actions 
Yes. Love that. I agree. Well, all right, girls. I think this is a good session. Does anybody have any final thoughts? I'm checking my notes. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I think I covered everything that I, that was really pressing on my heart to share. That's awesome. Well, you know, I'll say something real quick about the Hebrew root words and I want to dig into this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do it. Is the one that talks about binding together um like a rope. And so I want to find the scripture that that particular because yes. you gave three, so I need to find the scripture where that particular root word is, where that Hebrew word is and then dig deeper um from yeah, there. I loved that. I thought that was so beautiful. I would have never thought of that being a translation for waiting. Right. I, yeah. I think that's so neat. I gotta I gotta dig into it. I gotta find out why and how and who are we binding together with, obviously. With God. Um, with God, with the Holy Spirit and waiting with him, waiting in him. And him yeah. waiting and abiding in him, him abiding mm-hmm. in us. Absolutely. Yep. And then the resting and the growing silent. That was another one. I want to find the scripture that that particular word is in because that's where he's got me right now. I have got to be silent <laughs> and be still. Yes. Yes. I've got to step out of the way and um, let God have room to do his thing. So anyway. Awesome. Well, well, all right, girls. Well, this has been a good session. I've been I've been able to get on here together. And, Me too. Um, I really hope that we can figure out how to continue to grow this and, and other girls benefit from this. And um, so that's it. Does anybody want to close us in prayer? Um, I, I can, or Marla, if you want to. <clears throat> Kelly, you go for it. You, you close us in prayer. Okay. Gracious Father, thank you so much for this time with my sweet, beautiful, precious sisters. I feel so close to you, Father, when we come together and we talk about your word and we talk about what it means in our lives and how to make it work and and what our struggles are, Father. It's, It's a beautiful thing to be vulnerable together. Father, I just pray that this time that our our podcast episodes would speak to other hearts, that other women would feel encouraged, that they would feel maybe not quite so alone in their their weaknesses and vulnerabilities too. And Father, I just pray that we can bring you glory, that we would always be honorable to you. And I pray, Father, for this podcast, that it would just be whatever it is that you want it to be. Even if it's just two, three, four silly girls telling crazy stories and sharing scripture. Father, we love that time. It's beautiful. It's all fellowship and it's all in your name. And Father, we just lift all of this up to you in your son's holy name. Amen. 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 Well, all right, girls, I'll see you guys next week on our podcast. Sounds good. Love you. Have a good night. Love you. Bye. Bye.